Hey guys, welcome to the 41st episode of the Indian Market Story. As you might already know, we're here to talk about India's journey up to a $7 trillion economy. And to get us to that point, we're going to need great businesses led by great corporate leaders. And for many of you that are entrepreneurs like me, who are struggling with organization building and leadership, uh, we have the opportunity to talk to someone really, really special, uh, Dr. PV, uh, an expert in leadership and organizational development. Uh, so rather than me introducing you, please... Uh, Please do introduce yourself to our viewers. I'm sure they'd love to know more about Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Varun. First of all, thanks for having me on this podcast. This is a great opportunity to talk about, uh, not just about the book, but what you just, just now said about uh, the $7 trillion economy. I think that you know, in terms of my introduction, my name is P.V. Ramnamurthy, and uh, I have worked with a few corporates, you know, worked with uh, uh, just four organizations in my 35 years of uh, corporate career. Ferrolois Corporation, Balari Steel, Coca-Cola for 15 years, and then finally Taj Group of Hotels, Indian Hotels Corporation Limited. So in all these organizations, I have been the head of HR and finally retired as the global head of HR. And now I'm on my own. I'm a consultant in organization development. And of course, I'm also a lawyer and I'm an author. I have authored this book, The Power of Humility. This is briefly about me, Varun. So before we get into the book and, you know, the, really the main subject of conversation, I'd love to know how did you get into organizational development and what drew you into that, uh, into that domain? That's an interesting question. It's organization development is all about uh, this question as to why people behave as they do in work settings. It's this interested me right from the beginning as I started my corporate career as to, you know, why people behave in a different manner. Many times we find Employees behaving in a different manner outside the workplace. And once they enter the workplace, you know, the entire behavior gets changed. What's the reason for it? The answer lies in understanding organizational development. This is where, you know, the mm -hmm. science of organizational development or OD, as it is popularly known as, came into being. So my interest came in majorly from the fact that, you know, I went to this institute called INSEAD, INSEAD, you know, which mm -hmm. is... Uh, a global business school where I did my master's in psychodynamics. It's, you know, it's, it's a, an executive master's program for two years where, you know, it is all about what lies beneath in the sense that, you know, it's, it's uh, while we put up certain behaviors when we are at the workplace, uh, there is something which is going below the surface, below the conscious level, so to say. Right. So these are the psychodynamics and psychoanalytical aspects uh, so this is what interested me the most, you know, to answer your question, you know, one was my education at INSEAD and second is my, the career with many corporates and my experiences with many of the leaders mm -hmm. and many of the employees also. And I had seen people saying something uh, different in, in private forums and then in, on public platforms, you know, it is completely a different uh, pitch altogether, right. right? You know, it is putting up a different persona when you are in front of uh, the people. So this is where I thought that, you know, this is a subject of uh, my interest. And also, of course, you know, it is to know more about myself. It is, you know, as the popular saying goes, know thyself. So somewhere this interest started and then, you know, this OD helped me to understand a little bit more about myself and also about uh, the leaders specifically at the workplace and understand as to, you know, what lies beneath and what goes on in their minds uh, when they say something, 
in front of the audience and then uh, when they do something different when nobody watches them you know that's where yeah. i was very interested in organization development so just i guess uh, so over your experience i think you know just to come to the subject of the book you found that humility is is the key yes. uh, in the way leaders behave and and how it influences organizational development in the right manner so how did you come to that conclusion or what was your journey to reaching that point yeah it's it's my experiences with uh, many of the leaders starting from my childhood you know where i had an interaction or an experience with uh, one of the leaders you know one of the senior leaders in railways my father worked for railways and i happened to go with my dad to meet up with the senior leader and uh, the particular behaviors exhibited by that leader that made me very curious you know it's it's something remained in my in my mind as to you know what was the reason for that particular kind of a behavior i'm not going to go into the details of that behavior because it's it's already uh, there in the book and then subsequently why when i interacted with many of the leaders within india and outside india so you know i was intrigued to understand as to you know what's the reason you know why leaders behave in that particular manner at the workplace as to you know what is driving this particular behavior and many times like i was saying uh, earlier it is you know saying something uh, uh, in private forums and then you know doing something different or saying something different in public platforms uh, that caused a sort of a curiosity in my mind so and also you know i thought that the link of humility humility you know i am going to talk about as to what humility is all about as we discuss on this subject but humility is the key link between the leadership behaviors of success and failure you know this is what i have experienced in my organizational life and that's where you know i wanted to focus on that one and dig a bit deeper into that subject and understand more about it and that's where you know I I researched on that subject and wrote this book Water. So that's very interesting. I I I I'm not sure I understand why humility is the differentiator between success and failure. But I guess before we get into that, what is humility in a corporate context? That's a good question. And and that answers your question or that answers your uh, doubts about, you know, as to why is it a differentiator. See, it's like this. Humility is has different connotations and different meanings. and many times humility is seen as a weakness humility like jim collins discussed about it in good to great uh, it's it's uh, he he talks about humility in in the context of uh, being shy not seeking the limelight giving credit to others looking out of the window not uh, into the mirror and and then you know he looked at uh, some of those parameters and of course you know jim collins talked about it and said that you know i did not go into the 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 detailed part of humility that was not the purpose of my book good to great so i left it for others to research so humility when it comes to humility from my perspective and then what i described in the book is that you know it is putting others ahead of yourself right many mm-hmm. times you know people misunderstand leadership what is leadership leadership is all about leading others okay this leadership is about others you know it's not about the leader it's about others leadership is a team sport and leadership is not a, a a sport which is played alone by the leader but what happens is you know when we talk about leaders as they grow within the organizations and then they as they become more and more successful 
they leave the people behind and try to do things on their own and try to achieve things on their own. And this is where, you know, many of the leaders fail. And that's the reason why humility, which is putting others ahead of yourself, uh, becomes the differentiator or the success factor, right? Mm -hmm. Just to elaborate on this, uh, I'm not averse to organizations making profits. You know, I'm all about, you know, organizations making the profits. Like we were discussing about uh, building a $7 trillion economy for India, it's all about, you know, uh, making good money. The corporates mm -hmm. need to make money. And that's where, you know, it flows into the economy. And then it lifts the lives of many people who are at the bottom of the pyramid. Eh? Yes. So that's how it works. Eh? And given the scenario that, you know, humility is all about putting others ahead of yourself, ahead of the leaders, eh? it's all about... Uh, 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 driving profits uh, with the help of people rather than at the cost of people. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know, it is, it's, it's, uh, I, I hope I'm making that. No, that's, clear. that's a yeah. very pertinent point. I think I, I'm just going to try and repeat it so that it sinks in. Yes. Driving profits with the help of people rather than at the cost of people. Absolutely. And uh, I think that's, that's a really pertinent statement when we look at the business landscape in India today. And when we look at, you know, historically great companies like Infosys and TCS that have helped make profits with the help of people. Absolutely. Absolutely. And also look at it from this perspective. What is an organization? When we talk about an organization, it's not the, the infrastructure, you know, the, the, the machinery that the, or the equipment that a company has got. It's all about people. Yeah. Organization is nothing but a bunch of people, a group of people teams of people coming together and trying to achieve something together. That's an organization. I mean, it's an org organization is nothing but people. If organization is nothing but people and if leadership is all about leading others, uh, the differentiator is humility because humility is all about putting others ahead of yourself. It's the knowledge of the leader that, you know, it's not possible to achieve many things uh, without the help of people within the organization. This is taking everybody along with us. And we have heard these quotes and many people have said that, you know, leaders need to take everybody along with them, with themselves. Uh, but very often what happens is, you know, the, the ego or the power gets into the heads of the leaders. You know, that's what I have seen in many of the cases. And then we would be reading case studies and then also, you know, regularly news items around this particular subject as to how leaders fail and why would they fail this is where, you know, putting focus on the subject of humility and creating that awareness, you know, it's only with the help of others, one could uh, achieve superlative success for the organization in terms of creating the right kind of culture and in terms of uh, uh, bringing in uh, larger profits and larger gains to the all the stakeholders involved is what I wanted to bring to the knowledge of my readers. That's fantastic. That's, I think that's really well encapsulated. So one thing I understand from the book is that you've had the opportunity to interview a large number of really successful business leaders. Yeah. Um, I think about 30 of them, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, I was very fortunate to interview them. Yeah. So do you have a, do you have a favorite or, or one that really stands out to you that uh, you, know, you feel our, our viewers would benefit from hearing? There are several actually. Oh, there please are share several. all of them with us. Then, so. <laughs> there are several of those stories, but you know, what remains in my mind, you know, it's it's uh, one of the conversations I've had with one of those 30 leaders. You know, it's not uh, 
not exactly a corporate leader in the sense that you know he is not ceo of a corporate uh, but he is a coach for many of the corporate ceos across the world mm -hmm. it's ram sharan dr ram sharan so i wanted to interview him because you know he interacts with many of the ceos and you know he could give a good perspective on this subject of uh, humility and leadership so i reached out to him and then uh, he responded to me immediately saying that this is an interesting subject pv i am going to be in uh, bombay next week you know why don't we catch up for lunch and then uh, let's spend some time i expected him to spend half an hour 45 minutes and at best one hour discussing about this subject uh, we ended up discussing for about 3 hours and it was like a master class on leadership he narrated many of the experiences his own experiences with uh, jack welch and many other leaders and as to you know what he had seen when they were in office when they were in their pajamas at home you know what all he talked about you know all those things it remained in my memory because he was such a such a busy person you know a busy coach a advisor to many of the corporates uh, but his intention uh, uh, appeared to me that you know he wanted to help me he wanted to help a budding leader a budding author who was trying to write uh, something on the subject of humility and leadership uh, and that's exactly humility is all about it's not about yourself you know it's about the other person it's putting others ahead of yourself uh, i am not a known writer right and i am i'm a corporate executive at that point in time but still he had given that much of time and um, tried explaining me various facets of leadership which he had experienced and also asked me many questions to clarify many of the cobwebs in my in own in, in my own mind all that shows that you know that's that's uh, what humility is all about so that remained in my mind um, very well and then i'm so very grateful uh, to him for giving that kind of an opportunity and uh, uh, perspective on that subject and like i said you know many other stories uh, mr ratan tata for example i was trying to reach out to him to meet up and uh, take his perspectives on this subject and then um, covid uh, hit the world and then you know there were no personal meetings uh, and he was also so very busy at that point in time the meeting got cancelled a couple of times and then you know he came virtually online and then you know we had a discussion and again you know it is about the other person it's not about what he has done or you know it's not about himself it's just to help the other person you know who has reached out to him asking for his perspective i think that you know some of these experiences made me a better human being and and uh, that also made me realize that you know the subject which i was uh, exploring humility and leadership uh, in terms of putting others ahead of yourself uh, has some meaning in it yeah because some of the successful leaders are doing it in that manner which i have personally experienced yeah. in my own uh, experiences so can you talk us through a, a more specific example of how humility has driven organizational success and how it's played out perhaps from your own experience from perhaps from another organization i'm sure our viewers would love to understand how it creates this virtuous cycle it's i could talk about um, coca cola you know sure. i i spent 15 years with coca cola and i was uh, head of hr for uh, coca cola in india 
And I think that, you know, in 2014, I'm sorry, you know, in 2005, the company was uh, losing money, right? And then um, it was the time when the company got split into two, Coca-Cola India and Hindustan Coca-Cola Beverages. Uh, there were several challenges, but to summarize, you know, it was uh, the company was not making enough revenues and profits. Uh, that's when, you know, this leader, John Ustas, came in from uh, U.S., a veteran in, in, in the beverage industry. He came in, an American, John Ustas came in. And then, you know, uh, to cut the long story short, I'll fill in the gaps as to, you know, how did that take place as to what humility has to do with it uh, in this story. In one and, a half, uh, one and a half years time, you know, he turned around the company. He turned around the company in one and a half. Of course, you know, there are other people also supporting him uh, in this endeavor. And uh, what the organization had seen at that particular point of view is that, you know, it's uh, John putting the frontline employees ahead of everybody else in the organization. He brought in the realization that, you know, the, the product is sold by the frontline associates uh, and the make or break for the company happens there. It's the way we teach them. It's the way we respect them. It's the way we treat them. All these things would be much more important than anything else for the organization. Till such time, you know, it was all about, you know, coming up with uh, uh, lots of jargon, lots of strategical uh, um, elements as to, you know, how would we turn around the business. Uh, whereas this person who had come in, he had brought in this focus. And how did he uh, bring in this focus uh, is the most important thing. Uh, John used to emulate the behaviors of those frontline employees by walking the streets, cleaning the coolers, selling the product, and making sure that the entire organization does the same thing. And this is where, you know, he had put others ahead of himself, you know, especially the frontline employees. And I thought that, you know, that was a great example of uh, a leader uh, showing that humility of uh, putting others ahead of himself. Uh, um, that's one example that comes to my mind. The other example I could quote is um, what I've heard. I never worked for that company, Titan. Uh, Mr. Baskarbat. Again, you know, he exemplifies humility. I had seen him in many forums. I had seen him in some of the meetings. And some of the people who worked very closely with him talked about him. And of course, you know, he is one of those 30 leaders who contributed to this book. It's a... Uh, his approach is, you know, he doesn't say much as to what needs to be done. It's more about listening from others. He might ask a question, he might make a suggestion, uh, but it's all about uh, other people taking the decisions. He says something like, um, if it is HR, the HR person knows more about HR than the CEO, uh, which was uh, Mr. Baskar, but himself. If it is finance, you know, the finance guy more, knows more about it. So when I sit in the meetings, I would make sure that they know that I, I might say something, but they don't have to take it seriously because they are the specialists in that. And it's not just saying he emulates those behaviors and he never considers himself as a very important person in the organization. Those are the behaviors which he exhibited. And we all know where Titan is now. You know, yeah. He has taken Titan to a different level, making it one of the most profitable organizations in India.
these are some of the examples and there are many examples in the book which i talked about but these two come to my mind uh, immediately when you ask that question or i think that's that's really beautiful because you know one thing i've noticed over this uh, over these last couple of years is oftentimes leaders act in egotistical manners and you know sitting on the outside you know as somebody that's trying to be successful it's not apparent what the right way to conduct yourself is cuz you see people and i don't want to put names but they they act in very egotistical manners and they're very successful for one reason or another so you think is that how i'm meant to be but it's it's nice i mean i really appreciate you clearing this uh, this one up um i guess perhaps i want to talk about a, a specific individual in the in the country uh, mr narendra modi uh one of the most obviously successful uh, and prominent leaders in our country and i'd like to hear your thoughts on what his leadership style is and what he's doing right or wrong or what is it that's driving his success from a leadership perspective speaking about mr narendra modi i believe that you know he is a humble high achiever and in fact he exemplifies the definition of humility in leadership why am i saying it it's like i said earlier humility is not all about being shy not seeking limelight so that's one of the definition definitions of humility but it's a wrong notion humility is all about putting others ahead of yourself as a leader mr narendra modi is um quite adept at putting the whole country ahead of himself and also you know when i look at many of the attributes which we talked about in the apple and image framework um he exemplifies all those attributes be it uh, curiosity co-creation purpose finding opportunities in adversity even lightheartedness or showing gratitude i'd love if you could highlight these with some examples because yeah. you know this this framework is not so easy to understand and mr mohi such a prominent figure is a great way to understand this framework yeah. so please do because i can see certain themes emerging but please please highlight this in a little bit more specificity sure sure let's let let's speak about uh, the the curiosity i find mr narendra modi highly curious you know he he has got that appreciative mindset and one of the attributes of appreciative mindset is curiosity he is a highly curious person i had seen when he speaks to college students or even the school students uh, asking questions you know that the curiosity on his face and in his eyes is quite palpable this is uh, what i have noticed yeah. and also the purpose you know like i said you know he has got a purpose and you know he moves ahead with that purpose you know again another attribute of uh, appreciative mindset co-creation you know it is uh, it's while he leads from the front it's 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 uh, the entire team is with him it's you know whether it is the the foreign affairs minister or the defense minister or the home minister you know it's it's a co-creation that's taking place you know it's not just one leader taking the decisions while you know he stands in the forefront and of course you know politically also it serves the purpose of the government to put him in the front and do all these things that you know i i believe that you know it's a co-creation that is taking place and let's look at uh, one specific example gratitude i had seen him in the in one of the recent uh, uh, videos uh, sprinkling flowers on the on the people who built ram temple or who um, worked during the launch of um, uh, the temple i think that you know it's it's um, and when you watch him closely 
the leader was not doing it just for political purposes you know there is a sincerity and also you know that kind of uh, authenticity in whatever he does you know thanking people uh, he doesn't mind uh, sweeping the floor or you know uh, thanking people you know who did something good and also look at uh, the intensity which is one of the most important elements of uh, humility he is quite an intense leader right he works many number of hours he travels and then of course you know for diwali he goes to um, uh, spend time with uh, the armed forces you know in those chilly conditions in those hilly regions i think that you know unless you are intense as a leader you can't really exhibit these behavioral characteristics if you have done it for one year or once or twice that's a different thing but he has been we have been seeing him yeah. for the last 9 yeah. 10 years now he's suddenly driven by purpose he is driven completely driven by purpose and and i think that you know this is where it's a great example of a humble leader taking the country to high achieving standards and you know that's exactly is the message uh, in the book when you have humility at the core of your leadership you could take your organization to high achieving standards by creating the right kind of culture right and that's what's happening in the country so definitely i believe that mr narendra modi exemplifies humility in leadership world so how can aspiring young leaders in business in, in non business um learn to be humble and apply humility to building the right set of organizations yeah one is that you know it's uh, the youngsters the younger leaders uh, might get the idea that you know leadership is all about being aggressive being a, an alpha male kind of a personality if you look at the recent literature on um, leadership there are any number of books written on alpha leadership it is all about you know aggression how would you drive profits for your organization right so this is where the human element is completely lost its leadership is not about uh, being an alpha male or being a, an alpha leader it's all about you know uh, thinking about others taking everybody along with you given this realization the younger leaders need to understand the fact that you know there is a different way to lead an organization for greater success which is much more sustainable an organization is um, perennial you know it, it lives forever it's not one generation two generation or a few generations you know that would uh, that would be lasting uh, uh, within the marketplace or within uh, the the business uh, the frameworks so given that scenario the younger leaders need to realize that humility is an important element and second is that you know it is knowing themselves unfortunately you know it is the self awareness part of it or you know the emotional intelligence part of it is not a big area of uh, uh, curriculum in many of the institutes the leaders need to understand themselves know themselves have more of self awareness and also you know try to cultivate the habits like listening more speaking less understanding as to you know what is the perspective that the other person is bringing to the table just look at it from this perspective what does humility bring to a leader or what does humility does to a leader it's it's as simple as that when i believe that the other person knows something yeah, more about a particular subject yeah, i 
tend to keep my mouth shut and listen to the other person. When I believe that you know I know more about a particular subject, I or I know everything about a particular subject, I tend to speak more about it. This is where that you know the realization that there is something that is known to the other people would make leaders a bit more humble. That's where you know the the listening kicks in. The younger leaders you know could listen to the the team members you know involve them and take the organizations to greater heights. Yeah. Right. But you know this. I think you were speaking about this one earlier as well. Self awareness is really difficult. Yeah. It requires uh, a lot of courage to look at yourself and without you know rose tinted glasses. And uh, you know it's it's sad, but I don't think that very many people have that courage to be self aware. It's uh, I, I do I do wish this was taught more widely. I think it would make the world a better place. But it's a shame that more people aren't working on that. So I, I, I kind of want to take this one a step further. Uh, for people that want to try and be self-aware or people that think that self-awareness is, is something good, could you share with us an, an idea, a trick, a tip, or something or something that can help people become a little bit more self-aware? Because I think that's the core of, core of this issue, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yeah. No, that's absolutely right. You know, it is... The first thing is that, you know, uh, it's... Uh, to be more aware of ourselves, it's uh, we need to take the feedback given by others seriously. Many times, many of our uh, family members, you know, many of the people who care about us, give us that feedback in 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 uh, in, in many many ways. You know, it is feedback doesn't necessarily mean in an organizational context, the manager and employee is sitting across the table and then giving the feedback. The feedback could come in the form of a spouse saying something negative about you, making a sarcastic comment by a friend, or consistently somebody, someone saying something about you, which has got a pattern. Take all that seriously, you know. And also, you know, when you... When as a leader, when as a human being, when we have simple practices, practices like uh, keeping a journal, journaling is a, a beautiful practice. And we would have seen our grandparents keeping a diary and then, you know, writing their thoughts at the end of every day. And uh, even from the psychodynamic perspective, journaling, which is keeping a journal and then reflecting on the day's proceedings as to, you know, how you have interacted with others and what have you heard from other people. I think that, you know, reflection is the first element the leaders need to bring in into their repertoire. That's when, you know, the, the self-awareness would go up. I think that, you know, it's not rocket science. It's, it's a little bit of taking a step back and then looking at as to what have I been hearing from uh, the people. Yeah. It could be a sarcastic smile from the employees down the line. It could be someone not listening to you when you are trying to say the same thing again and again. We could always blame the other person for exhibiting that kind of behaviors. But if we take a step back and understand as to to what extent I have contributed to that kind of behavior by the other person, there could be an answer uh, which is related to our own self-awareness. I think that, you know, to answer your question, Varun, I would say that, you know, take feedback seriously. And that feedback could come in in any manner from anybody 
And when there is a consistent pattern of that feedback, reflect on that deeply and try to understand a little bit more about yourself. I think that's uh, I think that's really good advice for anyone that's listening. Thank you. And uh, perhaps on that relatively important note, uh, we'll leave our viewers with something really important to think about. Uh, and I want to thank you once again, sir, for joining us on this podcast. It's thank been you a very pleasure. much. It's, and, it's all uh, my pleasure. I have, I've you. had the opportunity to learn a lot and I, I do hope our viewers have as well. Thank you very much. Thank it's you. a pleasure. It's a pleasure meeting you and thank you for this opportunity. Thank you. Uh, so the other director's question. Uh, as you like spoke uh, before that an organization works around a purpose-driven leader. So for a common man in general life, a lot of people lack purpose in their life. So how to find that purpose is the biggest challenge for a lot of youngsters like me. Yeah. Like a lot of people, they have like, what do I do? I he or she will feel like a purpose-driven person. So what is your advice for people like them, like me, yeah. behind the camera listening to you? Yeah, yeah. No, it's, it's actually, you know, it's not that difficult is uh, what I would say. It, it's like this. Each one of us has born with uh, unique, personal qualities, each one of us, right? There are some very visible talents of many people, like, you know, dance or singing. These are some of the qualities, you know, the natural talents with which people are born with. Having said that, everybody is not born with that kind of talents, but everybody has got those personal talents in the form of emotional intelligence. Just reflect back as to what your mom or your relatives or your friends when you are a, a kid said about you consistently. It could be, you know, something as silly as uh, there is always a smile on, on this guy's face. This guy could navigate any kind of a difficult situation. You know, he would, we could never catch him doing something wrong. These are some of the narratives, you know, people, kids would be listening to. When you identify your personal, unique personal qualities, you know, just identify two of the personal qualities, right? And then once you identify those personal qualities, identify as to how would you integrate those personal qualities into whatever you are doing. And try to write a simple personal statement as to, you know, by using my enthusiasm and creativity, which are my personal qualities, let's say. This is what I am going to do at the workplace or in my personal life. I think that, you know, in the purpose statement need not necessarily be changing the world or, you know, eradicating the poverty across the world kind of a statement. That is also a purpose. There is no doubt about it. But I think that the starting point is to identify your own unique personal qualities with which you are born with, trying to integrate. Why am I saying this? There is unconscious capability in each one of us. That's the Maxwell movement. And I had faced it when I was writing this book. When I had all this research, all the interviews, it was not just 30 interviews, actually, you know, it was many more interviews. Many of this academic research, right? You know, I had all this data in front of me. And the challenge was, you know, how would I put this together? How would I bring this together was my challenge during those COVID times when I was working on this book. And then it so happened that, you know, I had a sort of a vague dream. And then I got up at 3.30 in the morning and started working on this. That's when this Apple and image framework um, uh, fell into place. It's, you know, it's something which came out. I called it Maxwell moment because 
we have seen Maxwell's batting during uh, the recent IPL. Uh, World Cup. Uh, sorry, the, uh, well, the, the it, it was the World Cup match. Perhaps you know he was also not aware that he had that kind of a capability. You know when he was physically not fit. When, when he had all kinds of uh, issues, cramps and all that stuff, uh, something came out, some potential came out and then you know he could bat in that manner. That's the unconscious capability. Likewise, everyone has got that unconscious capability in the form of their personal... Uh, many times what we do, unfortunately, is that we don't really use those uh, unique personal qualities uh, in whatever we are doing. When we tie them in and try doing these things together, I think that, you know, the best comes out and also, you know, our purpose would evolve. We would be understanding as to our pur what is our purpose because, you know, it is something internal. Yeah. The unique qualities are internal. The purpose is in the internal that comes out. The true potential comes out and then the purpose becomes uh, really, really much stronger and meaningful. I do not know if I answered your question or not. No, I got, I got but, 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 but perhaps, you know, um, I could help you with a simple tool. I could send, send it across to you. A very simple tool. Whatever I'm talking about, you know, it will be in a structured manner. Just work on that tool and then try to write your purpose statement. Okay. The, yeah. That could be the starting point. Okay. Right. Then, you know, it, it, as you keep looking at it, then it will become more and more clear for, for, for you. I hope like, right. we can share that tool with our viewers. As yeah, well. if, yeah, if you're alright, that's uh, happy. To, I'd like to love to share that tool. I don't have the tool right now, but you know, I can. No, no, later, later on. We can put it like a link to access that tool or something. Like, give that guidance to us. Is it a document? Yeah. Is it a it's, document? A, it's a simple four questions. We'll put this, you know what we'll do is we'll put this in the description then. Yeah. So that mm. anybody that would like to use this to, mm. to understand their purpose a bit better, they can perhaps. I think that's a advice. great idea. Yeah. We can do that. Of so course. will be surely benefited with that. Like yeah. Finding purpose is like very difficult. <laughs> yeah. Like me or you know, we were so. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.